Hello, and welcome to Solo Cristo, where we search the scriptures to find answers to cultural and biblical questions to help you find confidence in Christ. All right, welcome back to Solo Cristo. We are here with the full gang, full kit and caboodle today. Mm. We got myself, Johnny, and Will. Mm. Um, today's episode is kind of starting off something a little different for us. We're going to try, try as the emphasis, <laughs> to instead of doing one hour plus episode, yeah. do something kind of broken down into two 30 to 45 minute, 45 minute episodes. Um, and instead of releasing them bi-weekly, hopefully start doing shorter episodes weekly. Yeah. We did some polls, um, and it seems like that's what you guys kind of would desire. So we're going to do our best. No promises, but we're going to do our best. Yeah. yeah. I'm not hopeful. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, um, we're going to try to give the people what they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As best as we can. As best as we can. But today, and the reason... We may not be super hopeful today. Big topic, um, but we're going to be talking about complementarianism and egalitarianism. Mm. Um, just just to get some definitions out there in case you're not totally familiar with that, what that is. Um, egalitarianism or egal- egalitarianist mm. believe that we are equal in Christ and men and women. Men right. and women, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I realize I never said that. <laughs> um, yes, that men and women are both equal in Christ and salvation, but are also um, equal across the board in authority and church roles and position within the home, within um, within the church. That there's no there's no differentiation in um, roles that come to mm-hmm. authority. Basically, mm-hmm. complementarianist would say that yes, we are equal in Christ. In value. Um, and in value, mm-hmm. absolutely. But there are biblical roles and standards for men and women. women men, men and weapons. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that are different, but uh-huh. would complete or complement right. each other. So um, to get into it, with the, a kind of hinge point verse is going to be Galatians 3.26. So we'll go ahead and read that, and then we'll kind of dive into it. Galatians 3, 26. For in Christ you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female. For if you are all one in Christ Jesus, and if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise thoughts yeah this um i actually heard it used even recently to like make the claim that this means that jesus when he came he abolished all gender distinctions right that like Mm -hmm. the distinctions between the gender when it comes to like responsibilities and roles and such um that that was all products of the fall Mm. and that when christ came he you know, fixed all of that. And so within Christianity, there should be no distinction because obviously it says very clearly here in verse 28 that there is neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither slave nor free, Mm -hmm. there is no male and female, for you're all one in Christ Jesus, right? Um, The issue is that 
I think it's very clear that male and females aren't exactly the same. Right. Right. <laughs> I think that's um very evident. Yes. There's Jew or Greek. It, it doesn't take away their... Who they are. Who they are, right. Yeah. They're still... This is a Jew. This is a Greek. It doesn't erase that. They're not like, okay, this is, you know, two humans and they're exactly the same. They still have yeah. di- differences. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And um, the whole context of, of this chapter um, is speaking specifically to the inheritance of eternal life, right? Um, we see that in multiple verses, um, verses one through six, um, uh, where it's just talking about he's basically rebuking the church in Galatia for returning to a law or like works-based salvation. Yeah. And he's making this claim that, look, you guys are all offsprings of Abraham and therefore inheritors because of that, you're heirs of Abraham's, of the promise made to Abraham yeah. of eternal life um, if you're in Christ Jesus, yeah. right? And now the, the, the thing is, the reason he's using this language of saying, hey, you're not, you know, there's no more Jew or Greek or slave or free or uh, male or female is because you could only be a true, full, direct heir if you were a free man, a Jew, and specifically even a male. There's only specific, like, like the firstborn rights of of that that get passed down go yeah. through the male. And so what Paul's saying is he's saying, hey, look, when it comes to heirship, right, this promise that passes down through an, inherit, an inheritance through the offspring of Abraham, um, it doesn't matter if yeah. you're a Jew or Greek or a male or female, slave or free. Like, you're all one in Christ, right? It's by faith now. Yeah. Um, so it's talking about strictly inheritance, not... Of salvation, identity yeah, specifically. Or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. So, like, Galatians talks a lot about... They had, they had Judaizers mm. coming in and telling the Gentile men, hey, to partake in this, you must be circumcised. And telling the Gentile women hey, for you to partake, you must be married to a circumcised Gentile. Ah. So that's why when it says Jew nor Greek, mm-hmm. male male nor female, they were, uh-huh. they were pointing to the fact that there's like, no, these, these constructs that you're coming up with don't matter. They're not valid, yeah. Right. Yeah. No. And like you were saying, and like the, the things that egalitarians will hang on to on this is, where it says all sons. I'll say we're all have mm-hmm. the same authority and roles as a son. Mm-hmm. They'll go to no male or female. We all have the same roles, but nothing in this passage is talking about authority or ministry or anything when it comes to that. It doesn't mean that we are all equal son or sorry. It does mean that we're all equal sons and daughters. Yeah. It refers to all believing and being equal in the inheritance equally as firstborn sons, how you were talking about exactly. with the inheritance, yeah. because Christ is the firstborn son <sighs> and we are equal inheritors of his sonship. When Christ mm-hmm. calls out Abba father through Christ, we all equally are able to call that same thing out. Yeah. Now that, that full inheritance yeah, yeah. in him we are all counted as firstborn sons in terms of inheritance. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. And as well as just that, that statement of in Galatians, uh, the verse 28 in this third chapter, um, where it says, for you are all one mm-hmm. in Christ Jesus, right? That, that specific statement for you are all one in the Greek, um, 
it appeared seven about 17 times um, in Greek literature that we've been able to find within the 300 years of Paul writing this. And in all 17 times in Greek literature, that phrase, you are all one, not once in any of those cases did it ever apply that you are all the same or that you are all equal in every regard, right? It always reverse, refers to a diverse group that shares one thing in common. Mm-hmm. And in this case, that thing that it's talking about that these groups are sharing in common, the thing that you are all one in is that you are all one in Christ Jesus in reference to the inheritance, like you're, like you're mentioning. Um, yeah. And we have, I mean, we have multiple examples of, you know, biblical examples of equal unions within which there are functional differences, mm-hmm. right? We have God. He's three persons, and all three are diverse yet equal at the same time, mm-hmm. but they have different functions. And yet, and yet it says that they are absolutely one, mm-hmm. right? But that doesn't mean they're all the same. You know, God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they each have functional differences. Um, just the same, the church, it's one body, right? I mean, we, we mm-hmm. read in, in Jesus' uh, high priestly prayer in John 17, I think it is, where he says, like, just as the that God is one, you also, as the body, are going to be mm-hmm. one with us. Yeah. Like a, an intense union. And yet it's not this, you are all exactly the same. It talks about the body yeah. having Hands different... Hands and feet. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, I mean, we are one exactly. Yeah, we're all equal in, 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 you know, in this framework, and yet we all have fun- functional differences and stuff like that. And it yeah. applies also to marriage, right? Yeah. You become one. The yeah. man and the wife come, become one, but that does not take away your distinctions right. as a man and a wife. Yeah, and if, if you take that, uh, the, verse, the verse we're kind of dissecting right now, and you take it to its logical con- conclusion, then you say if there's no man or woman then how does how does marriage work if those are now True. if those things don't matter then why does that you know um then it's like it could be a, a man and a man or a woman and a woman if they're all the same thing right then it doesn't matter and i feel like that's kind of the the way our, our um our culture is even leaning where there's a tat but there's an attack on the family structure yeah and yeah. I, I believe there's an attack on the family structure because it is a it's a god-created institute mm. where um, it's a man and a woman. They get married. They create this covenant also because it shows the covenant that um, God has with his church. We are his bride and he is um, the groom and we are yeah. married to him. I, the, I believe that's why um, even the, the the Institute of Marriage even exists is for us to see that relationship that we have um, mm-hmm. that we have with Christ. And I feel like that's that's why like the devil is attacking the family structure is so that that can be broken and then just to destroy that whole um, that whole image. So I think it it is it's a it's a very slippery slope when you when you use that kind of um, that way of dissecting that verse. Right. You could you could take it a little bit too far and it gets really slippery and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, well, but we didn't mean that far. Just like up to this line. It's like, well, you gotta consider all the options. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just to put it out there, we we all talked. We are each one of us. Uh, does fall into the category of complementarian. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we'll find out, complementarian is, there is kind of a spectrum of it. Um, and we don't really know where each of us, the other one falls on it. So it'll be fun to kind of figure that out. Um, yeah. We do, we're able to read scripture and, you know, through the duration of this podcast, this this will be the lens that we're reading these scriptures through. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so we do all share in that viewpoint. Being being all complementary. And um, I'll read a little John Piper quote on what he kind of says mm-hmm. that is. Um, the intention of the word complement or complementarian is to locate us between two kinds of errors. Mm-hmm. One, the abuses of women through male domination on one side, because there are people who will try to hold to this complementarian view and take it to the far extreme. That is abusive. Mm-hmm. And the other, um, which is the negation of gender differences on the other side. So mm-hmm. both of these are unbiblical. Both of these are um, are wrong. And yeah. we'll kind of we'll kind of get in a little more of that. So let's let's dig into Ephesians. The yeah, we'll go to Ephesians five. Is it twenty? Five. Yeah, Ephesians five, five twenty-two. And we'll kind of we'll kind of just just jump into it. So wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior now as the church submits to christ so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands we'll kind of stop there and we'll get we'll kind of stick on the um we'll stay on the wives side of it right now and then we'll kind of move into the the -hmm. role of the husband but yeah what do you guys thoughts just going into that i mean i think um just some of the in terms of the hierarchy that speaks a lot on um kind of the hierarchy of Mm-hmm. That the, the Bible sets out, um, and it, and a lot of people like to um, point at that or say that it's there's a hierarchy because of the fall, because of right. you know the sin that Adam and and Eve committed. Now there's this this hierarchy, but um, in the Bible you see even before before the fall, like in the beginning before the fall, there's um, that moment when they sin, and then when God comes um, looking, who's he, who's he looking for? Adam. He, sh- he he comes looking for Adam. So Adam, yeah. wh- where are you? You know, he goes straight to um, the head of that household, mm-hmm. s- so to speak, and yeah. he's like, "Hey, so like, what's going on? What happened?" Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's uh, there's a, also like a um, I I don't, I don't want to deviate from this um, this verse, um, but there's another verse we can add into it in uh, in Genesis, um, and it goes like this. Um, I'm gonna read read it in context, but it's the last two kind of lines we're gonna. Um, focus on and um it goes like this to the woman he said i will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth in pain you will bring forth children and this is the verse this is the part we're going to focus on and yet your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you which and that's genesis 3 genesis 3 verse in the third chapter i don't know <laughs> oh, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's somewhere in there it's somewhere. I, just, I just i just have genesis 3 and i didn't <laughs> write the chapter um, I didn't think you were going to be proofreading my notes. Well, I just keep your eyes on your own. In case notes. people are following along, it's yeah. Genesis three. Genesis three. Yeah. Um, Sorry, what go was ahead. I saying? It's oh, okay. well, you, um, well, okay. you just read so, the yeah. verse. So, yeah. So, yeah. The part I'm focusing on is yet yeah, your your desire desire will be for your husband. He mm-hmm. will rule over you. Which at first sounds like this sounds interesting. Like so, the fall is going to make my wife love me more. And it's like okay, that's obviously not what it means because um, essentially what it's what it's mm-hmm. talking about is your like the woman's desire is going to be for the man's um, headship. It's not necessarily for him. It's actually quite the opposite. Now there's because of this, uh, um, the fall. Now there's strife between the man and, and the woman. So uh-huh. like the, the desire is not for him as a person. It's for his position mm-hmm. and for his, um, the headship that he has in the, in the family. 
and in return he's gonna rule over you. Right, and like in return, yeah. and it's it's almost like almost like a punishment again. It's like and in return, More strife. In return, yeah, in yeah. return, that's he's gonna have to, you know, set these rules and you know, you know. Yeah, I think yeah, you, you make a good case there. We're like on the jump, you mm-hmm. know. There's this because um, even there's many places where obviously it says that we are. It references the sin of sin of Adam as that which we are under, right? Mm-hmm. Not the sin of sin of Eve, um, and that just shows once again the responsibility and the headship within that union of the two of them was um, was on Adam's shoulders, right. <clears throat> and now we are all, you know, he was the uh, the head of all of us, really, and so that's why we're all under under the same curse. But um, I think in these verses that you brought up, Chris, in Ephesians where it talks about wives submitting to their husbands. Mm-hmm. I think that obviously always brings up like for, for women, Ill you know, feelings. yeah, w- yeah. Women everywhere are going to, you know, cringe a bit at that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and a lot of men also, when they see that, like, Oh, oof, I don't yeah. like submit. Like, mm. that sounds, yeah, that's a little far. But, yeah. There, um, <laughs> there is a, a weird connotation with saying like, Oh yeah, my wife should submit to me. Yeah. But yeah. there shouldn't be. Right. I think it's, it's just, We've taken that word yeah. and the idea mm-hmm. of submission, and we, for some reason, and I think it has to do partially with just the human condition of us, our flesh, always wanting to be in control mm-hmm. and always wanting to have a sense of like pride. Because obviously, it takes humility yeah. to, to submit. submit to anything, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but submission is a good and godly thing. Yeah. Um, for instance, we see we see Jesus Christ submitting to the Father, and yet they are one. Right? Mm-hmm. Jesus is God. The Father is God, and yet it doesn't devalue Christ for him to willfully submit to the Father's will. Yeah. Um, and so for us to only take submission as some sort of negative, harmful, like, thing, you know, that you have to, yeah, you put someone else through, it's just, it's not accurate to what, yeah. the, what, what it really is. Right. Um, Submission is a beautiful thing. Yeah. It is a good thing. Yeah. It is a humbling thing. It bears fruit when done rightly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and yes, it goes up against our flesh. Yeah. You know, but yeah, we're, we're called to a higher calling. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful thing when you realize that you're imitating Christ when you're submitting to your mm-hmm. wife, or, or <clears throat> if you're um, um, you, you're submitting to your parents, or even submitting to your right. boss, to anybody that's yeah. you know over you. It's a, we don't look at it that way, and in our culture, it's very different right like it's yeah it's looked at as a, a lower position a, d- a demotion you know mm-hmm. i think it's it's all it's all perspective and it's just i feel like it's the culture that's also had a little influence on us because even me like i know this is true like it's written in the bible i know this is how it is but even like talking about it, reading it there's this inside you feel it it's like yeah it's so it's, it's like it's, does that happen <laughs> like can it be said a different way but, it, but yeah. it's true and but it's mm-hmm. I, I think it's the influence that the culture has on has had on us where like yeah. we've just been bombarded with this, like, oh, this is wrong. This is wrong. Like, you know, absolutely. But yeah. I think if you look at it from the perspective that you're imitating Christ when you're doing this, like mm-hmm. it, it changes everything yeah. for everybody, the the male and the female in the situation. Yeah. Submission wasn't always viewed as badly as it is today. Um, mm-hmm. You know, culture does play a big part of that. For sure. Um, and there is a, a sense, have you guys, you know, you guys brought up several of them, but there's a sense that all Christians are to submit to something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like all Christians are to submit under the authority of their local church, their elders. They're mm-hmm. we're called to submit to, you know, our governing authorities. Yeah. 
Why? Because it says that God has placed them in that position mm. and placed us in the position of submission to them. Mm-hmm. So we are honoring Christ in that way yeah. to submit. Um, but how you were saying too, like when, you know, most, the most modern day women, when they hear oh, submit to your husband, there is immediate negative thoughts to that. And I, for the most part, I understand that there are, there are several avenues and aspects of that, but I mostly blame men for that mm-hmm. because men have not taken up their responsibility. The second half of this, which we'll, we'll get into, but they have not taken it seriously mm-hmm. and they have not taken their role as a husband and as a leader yeah. as seriously as they can. So most women cannot imagine submitting to the type of men that they see around them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So that may be a good and transition I, point to that. Yeah. Yeah. Going to add I, to it. And I love the, the bravado and by love, I mean, hate <laughs> the, the, the bravado that, that, that men have you know, when they read like, you know, when God created Adam, a helpmate, he created Eve. Mm. Um, and I, you know, I, and it's like, you look at that and then at first you're like, oh, like, he created like a helper for me. But it's like, if you, if you want to look at it like this, it's like God looked down from heaven on Adam and you know, he's this dude Son, you probably, <laughs> probably shirtless riding a, uh, he, he's probably on a rhino <laughs> running through the fields. Like, running he's got riding. a huge mustache, a spear probably. Okay. And, and you would imagine God, be, God looking down and be like, what's a spear wow, for? Because that, none of the, he wasn't eating meat. Don't worry about it. He's, spear- like, <laughs> he's spearing plants. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he, that's no, how he got the God, bananas you know, off. You, 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 you can look at it this way if you want. And, like, and so God sees this and he's like, oh, the, like this is going to be fine. Like He's great. Look, look, look at him. And it's like, <laughs> no, it's the other way around. He looks at him and this is the only time when God said, you know, what he created is not good. Like this, yeah. this boy ain't going to make it. <laughs> that's the way Vody Bakum says, that boy ain't going to make boy, it. That boy ain't going to The dog ain't going to hunt. <laughs> you know, so it's it's actually, it should work um for our humility and humbleness where yeah. God looked down on us. He's like, he's, he's not going to make it on his own. So yeah. we don't, we don't get a help because we were so good and perfect. So now we just get this servant is the other way around. Like yeah. without, it's not like a hat this, to wear. Yeah, exactly. It's without this other half of us, I guess you, you can say like we like standard culture or, or better half without mm-hmm. the, without Eve, Adam would have, would have never made it. He, you know, he needed that Wasn't help good. and it's not yeah. for Adam's, um, for him to boast and it's not for mm-hmm. Eve mm-hmm. to look look down on herself or for Adam to look right. down on her. That's yeah. good. Yeah. 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 And I mean the whole thing of that that word when it says that, you know, he created for her for him, you know, help. I hope that, yeah. It's the it's the uh, what is it in Hebrew? Ezer, I think is how it's pronounced. And God is often called mm-hmm. an Ezer for his people. Yeah. It mm-hmm. means help. Just like, yo, if I'm laying out on the ground bleeding because I cut my hand on a cup washing dishes mm. and i call for That's help good husband right there and 911 shows up mm-hmm. i'm not like y'all bums <laughs> like i need help and yeah. i'm so glad that they're there and they're gonna save my life yeah. you know what and i mean you're gonna be thanking them you're not yeah. gonna put yourself above them like what and once again it's this strange mentality of ours to like we see that we're like oh he he you know a helpmate oh it's such a mm. bad thing it's no what, there's so much value in being someone who has been given the like mandate of you are that person's helper 
They yeah. need you. Right. And you're going to help them. Mm-hmm. Like you are going to be the one that fills in and uplifts and supports that person. Because yeah. without you, they're going to topple Just. over, like you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And God himself calls himself that to his people. So it is not something to be taken lightly. It is not mm-hmm. something, you know, to be like, that's like weak and, you know, however negative to be looked at. Yeah. It's an amazing thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and women have a, an amazing role and responsibility in a marriage to be a help to their husband. Right. And it's a high calling. It's not a low calling. It's not yeah. like the husband has the greater calling and the woman has this lower calling because mm-hmm. she's unable or this or that. No, she's so capable, right? Women are so capable and strong and, and, and beautiful. And my wife's beautiful. Bella's on the other side. I'm about to go on a little right like, now. yeah, she's listening. To um, I think people nowadays call this uh, simping. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know. If that, um, is. that is what it's called. I don't understand it completely, but can you explain it? You can't. You don't know. You won't oh, understand. Okay. The people who know will know. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know, you know. But yeah, this, but like, let's just take a moment to really like celebrate women, you know, mm. because it's so often that to our shame, these verses are used to belittle women and throw them in cages yeah. of some sort. And they have in, in you know, it, oh, throughout millennia as well in yeah. real ways. So, you know, we want to say you, as complementarians, we are not against women. We want to celebrate women yeah. and yeah. say that, man, they've been given such special roles and responsibilities and giftings that God has created them with that they can thrive in. And in turn, society thrives because we need them. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like so many, so many women, especially don't hear that or experience that and have experienced yeah. the, the opposite of that, that, they've experienced or they have an experience where their example, you know, whether it be growing up in their home, whether it be their husband, whether it be the church that they were in, whatever, mm-hmm. um, they, their experience with that is nothing more than abuse an abused power trip basically. Yeah. And they'll try to, you know, back up those power trips or, you know, some control freak or something, but yes, it, it's especially, hurtful when um when scripture is used to try to back up those actions Mm -hmm. because that's when it comes back to if you try to tell some read someone's scripture and they hear oh wives submit to your husbands that's where that you know those scars come Mm -hmm. in come into play where it's like yeah i've heard that before yeah and they what they reel back to you know was not an experience with someone demonstrating biblical manhood Mm -hmm. they experienced someone sinfully using scripture against them yeah or they shouldn't be yeah that's why i think it's it's i find it funny whenever whenever guys complain that it's like oh girls nowadays you know they don't submit they don't they they don't listen and it's yeah and 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 they I, i feel like they forget that it's because of what chris just said it's there is they have this sore spot where guys just completely fumbled it you know where they should have been leading you know in love they they should have been the biggest lover and the biggest sacrificer in the home they should have been the example of of what it means the the girls should want to be with somebody like their their father or if you if if they have brothers if you don't teach like your sons to be you know 
the lead lovers and the lead sacrificers in the house. Mm-hmm. Like your yeah. daughter should be like jumping out of the house trying to get married to 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 somebody that is like the 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 father they grew up with, yeah. the way he A treated his man. wife, or yeah. the way you know the brother treated you while you lived at home. You know, yeah. so I feel like it's the the biggest fumble is on. Is, is on our end and yes like mm-hmm. it's a little bit on both ends it takes a, a humbleness man, and humility though. on both sides but i believe the the beginning the first you know fall was what was on our side and now we're yeah. reaping the what's the opposite of benefits the acorns the acorns of that mm-hmm. yeah yeah the, the acorns of misery <laughs> Sounds like a great band. Um, uh, anyways, so let's jump the rest of Ephesians. I was about to say, okay, let's, awesome. let's go ahead and finish off this uh, this bit of Ephesians here. Uh, I'll pick back up in 25. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Hmm. Thoughts? Amen. Thoughts. Happy happy <laughs> wife, happy life. <laughs> it's true. But it starts. It starts with the husband. Absolutely. Right? And that's the thing, is that we see, you know, we see, th- like, the response of, women towards sinful headship right um and it starts because the woman i mean sorry the man is supposed to be the head he's supposed to be yeah the leader the one who instigates good things mm-hmm. and yet how often is it that the husbands are instigating bad, bad things more right? often than not exactly and then that causes the women to retaliate yeah or to React. reach for the authority mm-hmm. or the headship because it's not being done properly right. um, but obviously we have it clearly stated here where a husband as men we are called to literally sacrifice ourselves yeah. like Other, to yeah. what extent it's like oh yeah I'll sacrifice eight hours of the day at work but then when I get home it's me time I'm gonna sit on the couch and do what I want and stuff yeah. because I worked for eight hours I right? made the paycheck I no, brought the bread home Christ is the example for our sacrifice yeah and the lengths that he went to is sacrificing his entire life right Mm-hmm. To the point of being mocked, beaten, crucified on a cross. Yeah. Is that what we're doing for our wives? You know, are we sacrificing our entire life, men? And that's what we're called to. And if we're doing it, that's what true headship is. That's what true leadership is. That's what we're actually called to. And that's what Christ emulated for us and told us. He turned the kingdom upside down and said, hey, you know, I, I came to to serve. Yeah. Right. That's what true leadership looks like. Yeah. You know, and, and yet we so often continue, we just see the, oh, authority, oh, submission, oh, headship. That means that as the man, you know, I'm going to be able to do whatever I want, and the woman just has to abide by all of my standards and rules. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to saying, no, I'm going to lay down my life for the betterment of her to the extent of death. Yeah. Mm. And that's, I, it can't be overstated that we have to take this responsibility serious. Yeah. We have to put every effort into it and not treat it lackadaisically. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, you said it, Johnny, like, we have to be better. I have to be better as a husband. You have to be better as a husband. Yep. Will, you have to be a better fiance husband. You have to. Be a better fiancé. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
Yeah, the man that a woman should expect to be submissive to is one that is always going to choose his wife over himself. Yeah, every is time. Is always going to be willing to sacrifice for her and who is going to willingly sacrifice himself to the point of death mm-hmm. for her. And that is where we fail to to yeah. actually love our li- our wives in that that manner. And like manhood, especially within the context of a leadership or a headship position, it's not about power. It's about responsibility. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man said something about that. <laughs> With yeah. great power comes great, great responsibility. responsibility. <laughs> yeah. It was Uncle Ben, I think, who told him. This depends it which it depends matter. which one you watch. Um, but yeah, as Christ loved the church, did Jesus come to earth on a power trip? No. Mm. Christ came to earth to sacrifice himself and to die for his bride, the church. Mm-hmm. Leadership and headship is not about it's not a, a power that you wield, mm-hmm. but it is a role and a responsibility that you bear and sacrifice for. You know what's crazy also to think about? Is that who Christ died for was undeserving, right? Mm. While you were still sinners, Christ died for you. And in the same way, don't say it. We, that, I'm gonna say it. <laughs> As husbands, it is not upon. Because how often is it? Oh, I'll start doing the things when once she, she starts doing once yeah. she starts loving mm. me. Once she starts taking out the trash. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm yeah. not gonna sacrificially love her. She doesn't submit. Yeah, mm. she's not. She's not giving Poop me all you. the things that I need. And so yeah. I'm gonna, you yeah. know, this or that. You know, and then then, then she'll know. Right. Like when I pull back some, she'll realize like. Right what she's missing out on or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like, dude, Christ died for the, for sinners. He died for the people who strung him up and killed him. Mm-hmm. And, while the, while and we have to apply him, that. You know? Yeah. And it's the <laughs> responsibility of men to take that, to take that into their marriages and say, woman, in a good way, like, not yeah. like a woman, but like a like, woman, like woman, I'm going to love you. Yeah. You know, like regardless. Mm. And I'm gonna lay my do- life down for you, regardless. Yeah, that's a high calling for us. Yeah. yeah. In a nutshell, I don't think we'd have anybody would have submission issues if you love your wife to the point where she just didn't have a choice but to follow you because of you know how loving and how Christ-centered you're, you're you know you're leading. Like, I feel like there wouldn't be any of those issues at all. Like, they'd have <clears throat> no choice, as in. Even if they didn't want to, they would follow you just because of the way, you know, you're leading the family. Yeah. yeah. You know? Your voice sounds super manly right now. I know. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but you just you just yeah. became a man, man. <laughs> like a, yeah, like a, a he That happened a little while ago. I was Le- listening, 13, 14. Listening to us talk about this turned you into yeah. a man. <laughs> right when we said, this is a high calling, he's just like, um, yes, it is. Yeah. But, but how will we turn to, like, you kind of just touched on it, but the actual practicals of, like, what does it actually yeah. look like then for us as men or women within the home to for women to submit what does that really mean and then as a as a man what does it mean to be the head yeah yeah i think it's um and again i love it whenever i hear this in culture and by love it i mean hate it um <laughs> i say that a lot <laughs> a new I, I feel thing like for sometimes I, I feel like i say it a lot and people sometimes don't know that i mean you know i'm just being sarcastic but right. it, like you guys may have heard this where um the women that are, you know, leaving the home and they are going to work are like being glorified and like 
oh like this uh, is so freeing yeah you know and they're they're being they're being like pat on the back for being like way to go way to invest your entire life into your boss at hobby lobby and, and to and to push his you know his career his business his family when you know the higher calling is to raise your raise your family mm-hmm. like raise the next generation of christians you know raise them to where they're um you know Bodhi likes to call his kids ballistic missiles because he's raising them and when they're when they're coming out of the house they're going and they're blowing something up you know wow. like you get to you you have the, you get the honor of stay, like being at home and yeah teaching your kids like these vital truths whether mm-hmm. it, whether it's um, just life stuff or um, spiritual things you know cr- Christian things um, and that's to me like I don't know maybe I'm just on the other side and I'm a guy and I don't I don't and maybe I just don't get it but that seems like a much higher than calling than they're going to work in some office behind a desk to, to be at home and raise the next generation of whatever you want them to be and if you're a Christian you're trying to raise the best Christians possible you know that is a huge mm-hmm. calling I think that people don't really understand you're raising the next generation of Christian people it so, is a go ahead it, it is a devalued position yeah. in today's yeah. society yeah. like Sadly. if you if I like my wife is um, since we've had kids has uh, mostly been a stay-at-home mom um, she's been blessed recently this past year with an amazing um, opportunity that's been super good for her for our family and for our kids um, to where like she she's a, a part-time teacher I guess what you want to say mm-hmm. there's like a, um, a preschool type program that she works at that my kids also get to go to it's mm-hmm. at a church so it's um, Christ-centered stuff but nice. that has been such a blessing and it's it is it is greatly greatly important not to undervalue the the work that is done in the home. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was gonna read Titus two, uh, the beginning of Titus two. Uh, older men are to be sober minded. Dignified, self-control, sound in faith, in love, and in steadfastness. Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good, and this is the part that kind of goes along with this, and so train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind, and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. And then mm. it goes into some stuff for younger men too. Um, and a lot of people, again, get salty about the, um, and so train young women to love their husbands and children, self-controlled, pure, working at home. Ah, like they kind of freak out yeah. at that. And there's, there's a reality where it is undervalued to work at home. 100%. Yeah. But there Hundo. is, there is, um, also a reality to where just because it says women are to work at home it doesn't mean like that's the only thing that they're supposed to do yeah it does not it like scripture doesn't anywhere say oh women aren't allowed to have jobs when women aren't allowed Mm -hmm. to leave the home to do anything else like that's Mm -hmm. that's silly um (laughs) i mean you'd be surprised well i mean everyone (laughs) 
<laughs> Everyone wants a good like Proverbs thirty-one woman. Mm. Like I got me one. Proverbs thirty-one. Ooh. Did you get your one? <laughs> I got me. I was gonna say two, but oh, that wasn't that the was right joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one wouldn't have landed. Wrong crowd. I got me one. That's <laughs> for your other friends. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, Chris. Uh, but uh, like Proverbs thirty-one woman was an entrepreneur. Like she she made money and sold things. Mm. Like she was mm. an entrepreneur. Um, Lydia in the New Testament works for a living and uses that money to support ministry efforts. Yeah. Uh, Priscilla and Aquila are tent makers with Paul. Mm-hmm. And it, the notion that women shouldn't work is silly mm-hmm. and it's not biblical. Yeah. So if, you know, if that's something you're hearing then you just poop on them, but uh, uh, don't get me wrong. Men and women do both yeah. have uh, roles and jobs within the home that they are tasked with by God. Um, and it like, I, Throughout most of human history, work also wasn't done in the setting that it is now. You know, there wasn't a, mm-hmm. oh, the men went out to a nine-to-five job. They commuted to work and stuff. It was, you know, your work that you did, especially men, um, but women too, within the home, was just how you survived. Literally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, my, my grandparents were farmers. Mm-hmm. They mostly grew tobacco, but they grew other things, too. And yeah, it was... bleeped that out, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. the old tobacco. But, um, like, I, hearing my parents talk about how they grew up, mm-hmm. it was they would wake up before sunlight, mm-hmm. go out, and they would be working the farm all day, especially in the summers when they were outside, out of school. Yeah. And my grandmother would also be working in the fields, in the, you know, doing things. Yeah. I grew up planting tobacco with my grandmother. There's, there's a machine that you sit on the back of a tractor and plant them. And that's like that's a fun memory that I mm-hmm. have as a kid going out there with my grandma and not for her playing the yeah probably not it was her <laughs> nine thousandth time of doing it but um but yeah there's there was there was a reality of responsibilities in the home mm-hmm. but those aren't to be abused to limit yeah they're women not to a certain position they're not exclusive yeah it, which yeah it's it's funny how people can take that one thing teach them to work at home and it's like oh therefore that is all they're allowed to yeah. do it's like no, what yeah it's like so if scripture said that like teach your young men to be you know elders it's like oh i i can't be anything else yeah, like, yeah. i'm not gonna be a musician not this not that like yeah. no what you know it's just saying that there's an emphasis on this mm-hmm. for women yeah. right there's for women to to make sure that hey make sure that as women they are tending to the family yeah. and to the home, right? And that doesn't mean that, oh, but men aren't going to be working at home or tending to their family, right? Once again, we don't have that anymore. Why do we? Why do so many people suddenly up imply that and add that to it? There are so many, sadly, you know, believing families where the man believes that he works an eight-hour job and then comes home and his he's hands off. Yeah. You know, and it's like wife cooks dinner, wife cleans everything, wife does everything at home, and I work outside of the home. Yeah, these are primary roles and responsibilities. They're not sole mm-hmm. res- roles and responsibilities. Yeah. It's not something where there can be no overlap. It's not something that's stated, this is the only thing that you can ever do. Yeah. It's more so saying for, you know, for the women, like, hey, for you, like, ensure that this is being done. You know, like mm-hmm. you're you're being called to this. Like women are able to nurture children in a way that oh I will never gosh. be able to. Yeah. Yeah. I can't give birth to a human 
baby or any other animal. That's controversial. Right? Well, I can't. No matter what anyone says, yeah, you cannot. I, I cannot nurture and nurse a child, but women can. What an amazing miracle. Yeah. Right? And so they're called to that. And, and that de- also doesn't end, you know, at the age of one. Mm-hmm. That continues on where women are called to mother and to and to tend to and to and to be a help to the husband in the home yeah. in those ways, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What do you guys think about men? <laughs> what? Not what do you guys think about men. Wait, but wait, wait, wait. But men are called to, I would say, practically speaking, it can be summarized as to provide and protect. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Men have been called to provide and protect, and that's what headship looks like. It looks like the man laying himself down first, right? Putting himself out in front and saying, I am going to take care of the responsibility of providing for our family and protecting us. Yeah. 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 I feel like we talked a lot already about the roles of the man when we were talking about where we fumbled our responsibility, I think. Big time. Yeah. Big time fumble. Yeah. Um, and I think we, we, we made it pretty clear that um, that our, our role is to, to love the most, to serve the most, to do all those things. And that it's essentially, as, a, as an umbrella term, that's kind of, out of those things, all your responsibilities will kind of flow out of. Mm-hmm. Like, ha- like your, lo- your, your willingness to serve and your willingness to love. Uh, like, I feel like, because yeah. if, again, if you start putting distinctions, like, oh, you do this, 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 and then it's like, oh, okay, what about all these things? But if you just, yeah. if you look at it, hey, I need to serve as much as I can, I love as much as I can, and then wherever those things overlap, cool, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, the best way to look at it is to like, I'm going to serve as much as I possibly can and I'm going to love as much as I possibly can and I'm going to do everything I possibly can to provide for my family, whether that's indeed as in like doing things at home, working extra, um, whatever that might look like for your situation. Yeah. I think if I add anything, it would be a little repetitive and for the sake of halfway keeping this somewhat of a shorter episode, let's, um, let's just hit a couple how does this relate to our confidence in Christ? We do mm-hmm. want to wrap up with that um, and, and kind of wrap up the, the part one of this episode. Uh, next yeah. episode, we'll be getting into um, different roles within the, the actual body of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of talking more about that. Spicy. Yeah, that one's a little more spicy. Um, so bounce it over to you guys. Um, confidence in Christ, just kind of quick, yeah. quick little summaries. Absolutely. We can just find so much um, grace in what Christ has accomplished for us, right? As we seek to, for us as men, you know, to seek to, to lead in our homes, um, we can find confidence in the fact that Christ has um, done everything perfectly in our stead, right? We are completely and perfectly righteous in what Christ has accomplished on our behalf. Um, as well as that, he will empower us and teach us to love um, as he did, right? You know, we don't have to just look at what he did and then it's this big old daunting, we've called it daunting, yes, it is in one sense, but with God, all things are possible, right? With God, it is possible, so um, find confidence in that, find confidence in that Christ, what he's called you to, he also equips you to. Awesome, yeah, Yeah. awesome, well, amen, Um, yeah, we'll see you guys in a week with part two of complementarianism and egalitarianism within the body of the church. Thank you for listening to Solo Christo. We hope that you found this episode insightful and encouraging to your walk with Christ. 
please consider leaving a review and feel free to check us out on Instagram to continue the conversation and weigh in on future topics.